0: And I do think diversity and representation is extremely important. Obviously, I'm a huge advocate of both, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to you personally, you need to know your why, why you're doing anything in your life. And I think if you get too caught up in like the identity politics of like, well, I want to be the first this and they need to have the first that, then you're kind of muddying your purpose a little bit. Hey family, I'm Lisa Song Sutton and you're doing Life with Lakeisha on Living Her Truth.
1: Hey family, welcome to another episode. I am so excited that you are here. I do not take it lightly that you decided to hit that play button and spend about an hour of time with me. So with that being said, I want you to know that I'm 100% invested in your self-awareness journey. So you better believe that every week I'm breaking my A game for providing you the tools necessary to live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. So for this week's conversation, we're going there. We're going there talking about how to chase purpose, you know, navigating identity politics, building a community, and entrepreneurship while living during a pandemic with the fight for social injustice in the background. Avoiding the hard conversations is only going to stifle our growth. And honestly, this type of conversation is really stepping outside of my comfort zone because I'm having it in a very public way by talking about these things here on the podcast. These topics I talk about with my inner circles, but it's time to voice my opinion to the masses. It's literally impossible to hold myself as your self-awareness coach if I'm not willing to talk about managing the external issues that can affect my internal beliefs and throw me off my purpose journey. And more importantly, I'm doing a disservice to you because this is a platform, our platform to allow our voices to be heard. And we're living in different times. And I say different for lack of a better word. I want to refrain from saying difficult times because I don't want to speak hardship into our lives. Okay. And I say our lives because you're listening to me on this podcast but we're living in different times and different times calls for different types of conversations with different people and today i'm sitting down with lisa song sutton to talk about how to thrive in this current economy as a person of color while creating a community that supports us while giving back and building businesses but Before you e-drop on our conversation, let me formally introduce Lisa to you. Lisa Song Sutton is an entrepreneur, real estate investor, and Miss Nevada, United States 2014. Lisa started her business career working in a top Las Vegas law firm specializing in business litigation. She then went on to create companies of her own. Lisa started her first business since City Cupcakes in 2012, and today it is an iconic Las Vegas street that delights tens of thousands of locals and visitors each year. Lisa is also co-founder of Ship Las Vegas, Elite Homes, Creasy's International Real Estate, and Liquid and Lace Swimwear. In addition to her work as an entrepreneur and real estate investor, Lisa has published numerous articles for Forbes, Inc. Magazine, and Business Insider on business and entrepreneurship. In addition to her work as an entrepreneur and real estate investor, Lisa has published numerous articles for Forbes, Inc Magazine, and Business Insider on business and entrepreneurship. Lisa shares her message of leadership, empowerment, and action with audiences from the TEDx stage to local schools, encouraging people, especially women, to take a seat at the table and make their voices heard. In addition to her professional careers, Lisa is a former Miss the United States 2014. She continues to stay actively involved in her community, serving on nonprofit boards, including Startup Nevada, Nevada's only statewide business incubator. Lisa has been selected as a global shaper by the World Economic Forum and was named a top 10 social entrepreneur to watch. Find out more information about Lisa at www.lisasongsutton.com. So family, without further ado, Listen to my conversation with my new friend, Lisa Song Sutton.
0: Lisa, thank you so much for saying yes to have this conversation with me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about
1: this conversation and it's right on time because we are living in the middle of a pandemic. In my opinion, we have a recession on the rise and we need to have some hard conversations. And I think you're the perfect person to start the conversation off, right? So, For every episode, I love to start off with just talking about how I come to know the person that I'm having a conversation with, and this episode is no different. So, you know, you reached out to me to be a part of the podcast and just to sit down and have a conversation. And, you know, you wanted to talk about, you know, community building and how to incorporate that in entrepreneurship. And I listened to your, your TED Talk, like, a couple of times, and I was like, oh yeah, me and Lisa oh yeah we could definitely sit down and talk we could definitely sit down and talk and so like I said before I'm super excited about this conversation so let's start off let's dig a little bit into your background tell us how did you go from modeling to pageantry to entrepreneurship because yes you guys I have like a Miss Nevada right <laughs> yes. I have a Miss Nevada on yes. the podcast yes. I'm blowing up y'all. I'm blowing up <laughs>
0: For sure. Um, well, you know, I uh, I started in modeling when I was in school, when I was in college and in grad school. Um, I had a chance to model, and um, that was a wonderful experience. I made lifelong friends, even met some business partners, you know, through through that experience. And so, mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, that that was my like job during school, right? And um, yeah, it just kind of progressed from there. I finished school, started working in a law firm in Las Vegas, and um, you know, quickly realized I'm able to, you know, start companies and start kind of building as well. And so that's what I did. I started my first company in 2012 called Sin City Cupcakes. I was still working full time at the law firm. Um, and so I did that in a way that like mitigated risk for me, like my bills were still paid, right. And I was still able to earn money to fund my company, right. Cause in the beginning, you have no money, you have no sales. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the way that I bootstrapped everything. Um, with the pageantry that came about um, my mom is a former Miss Korea, and she called me the fall of 2013 and she said are you competing for Miss Las Vegas and I was like I don't know I'm kind of busy like we you know we had just gotten some city cupcakes off the ground you know I was working and she was like well you're getting ready to age out I was like okay <laughs> so I didn't wake up one day you know you're aging out of pageantry and modeling with the Miss Division, M I S S, with the Miss Division, twenty-nine mm-hmm. is the age cutoff. Yeah. So I was twenty eight, the fall of two thousand thirteen. The state pageant, Miss Nevada, United States, was May of twenty fourteen, and I had already turned twenty nine by that point. So that was my last opportunity to hold a state mm-hmm. title in like a major system. So I like buckle down. I hired a pageant coach. I mean, it's just, it, it was a whole thing. You know, it, there's a lot of work that goes into it. It's not just put on a swimsuit and get a spray tan and, and you're ready to go. I mean, if you're serious about winning, think,
1: which is what we think those of us on the outside looking in.
0: Sure, sure. Um, it, it, there's so much work that goes into it. Um, and I think people don't realize as well is that a lot of it's community based. There's so much volunteer work and community work and p- public service platform that goes into pageantry um, and so for me you know like I said, I hired a pageant coach and buckled down and got to work and um, you know in competing in the Miss United States organization, there are four areas of competition when you compete interview swimsuit evening gown and on stage question four areas of competition they're all weighted evenly so what you don't realize is that 50% of your score is talking, Interview interviewing on stage question, right? Five, zero, 50% of your score. Uh-huh. So that, that's why it's important um, to be able to be an, an ambassador for the organization and showcase the community work that you're doing. Um, and so my pageant coach that I worked with, his specialty is interview, right? Cause he, he was like, look, he was like at, the le- at state level, at, at the Miss Nevada United States pageant, let's face it, people are going to be working on their fitness. Like they're going to be, they're going to look great in swimsuit, presumably, right? They're going to look great in swimsuit. They're going to look great in their evening gown. So what else, right? Like how else can you differentiate yourself? And, you know, I came in with these like perceived disadvantages. I was the shortest contestant when I competed in, in pageantry, you know, that's a, that's a drawback. Um, and so we knew that I had to really blow them away in interview and an onstage question. And that's what I drilled. I worked on that. I mean, we, he and I would have weekly like coaching sessions, conversations. And then during the week I was drilling, I was, um, you know, keeping up on current events. I was working through paperwork that just got me in the practice of answering those types of questions of, well, you know. What do you plan to do with your year? What's your public service platform? Um, Why is this important to you? What are you gonna be doing within the community? What work have you already done? I mean, these are all questions if you aren't prepared and haven't done any work, if you haven't done any community work out in the field, right, out in the community, you have Mm -hmm. nothing to say. You have nothing to answer, right? Mm -hmm. So um, once I won, that was in like a real work began. I did nearly 500 community appearances volunteering in schools reading in hospitals working with nonprofits this is all volunteer I didn't get paid a dime like you are volunteering your time working with all these nonprofits traveling around the state um, going into a lot of schools get a chance to meet a ton of kids which is awesome um, and that's that's your role to me in my opinion if you're a good title holder if you're a good pageant title holder it's because you've done a ton of community work and um, I, I had an incredible experience I'm really grateful for it
1: Man, so many jams that you just dropped just with like telling your story. Like, I want to point out um, because, first off, you worked you started your business in 2012, right? But you still work at the law firm to fund your business. Like, I don't want people to like skip over that because I feel like, you know, well, before the pandemic, I feel like entrepreneurship was the it thing to get into. Like it was the thing that everybody did. It's trendy now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's trendy. trendy now, right? Yeah. And it's like, if you, cause I've even been, you know, told that if you are working a job while, you know, running your business, that you're not a true entrepreneur. And it's just like, But but if it makes sense for me to continue working and fund my business that way, to relieve financial stress so I can stick to my business, like, why wouldn't I do that? Like, that makes sense, right? So I love the fact that you, you know, was open and willing to, to share that. And another thing, too, that I don't want people to skip over is the fact that when you decided to enter into pageantry, that you leaned in on your differences. Mm-hmm. So many of us want to like hide our differences because we want to fit in so badly. But I love the fact that you lean into that and use that to like further separate you from everybody else so you can stand out which ultimately landed you the crown. Like, I absolutely love that. So I I don't want people to like, you know, I want people to really hear that because, you know, in this world that we're living in right now, like we're going to have to lean on our differences. Like that's that's what it's going to take to help us to move to that next level, whatever that level is for us on the individual, you know, as an individual, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I can only imagine, you know, being a, a former beauty queen, you know, going into the business world, people probably didn't take you seriously because, like you said, it's not all about you know tans and just being able to fit into a, a swimsuit. You know, when you're doing pageantry, which is what the majority of us on the outside looking in, like I said earlier, that's what we tend to we tend to think. And mm-hmm. also being of Asian descent, I'm pretty sure that going into meetings, and boardrooms, being on, on conference calls, you know, you was probably the only person that looked like you on the phone call right and now that we are you know in the middle of a fight against injustice you know um i feel like people of color black people in particular but people of color has gone from being invisible to maybe being the spokesperson for all people of color right Mm -hmm. and some of us like we don't want that role we didn't sign up for that so how can we give us some tips on how we can represent ourselves in a way that feels good when we represent our culture, but we're out solidifying the fact that, oh, so now I'm the, the spokesperson for all people of color.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all about authenticity, right? I mean, even going back to the pageant, right? Competing in that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to win because I wanted that for myself. I knew that I had it in me to be a good representative to you know do a lot for the community the the day after i won see the pageant was like in the evening right like i got crowned the whole thing the mm-hmm. next morning i woke up and there were headlines that were like first miss nevada of asian descent crowned." Mm-hmm. right and i was like oh my gosh so like i i didn't compete to, to win that title, right, or I didn't compete because of that, oh, there's not been a Miss Nevada of Asian descent, I should compete, I didn't do it because of that, right, I did it for me and for myself, and then it was pointed out after the fact, oh, she's the first Miss Nevada of Asian descent, and I was like, cool, like, I, I embrace that, right, and I'm, I'm happy to And I'm proud to um, also have that as part of my achievements during that time. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to like, just be authentic and do you and be you and know why, like, why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you want to start a business? Why are you building that business? Why are you engaged? Why are you doing that? Like you should know your why, whether it's why you're competing in a pageant or why you're starting a business. Like you should know your why. And I think sometimes people get caught up in why I want to be the first this, or they don't have any minorities here, or they don't have like. I think sometimes people get real caught up in that. And I do think diversity and representation is extremely important. Obviously, I'm a huge advocate of both, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to you personally, you need to know your why, why you're doing anything in your life. And I think if you get too caught up in, like, the identity politics of, like, well, I want to be the first this, and they need to have the first that, then you're kind of muddying your purpose a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like, you're muddying it up a little bit, and you're getting a little lost, in maybe something that, that isn't true to who you are and why you're really doing something. Mm -hmm. right you're not you're not gonna be able to stick to something when the times get tough if you don't really believe in it and it's not true to you right the second it gets hard you're like oh i don't really like it anyway right so that's really important i think you gotta you gotta be authentic you gotta stick to your why and you have to figure out your why well before you jump into the endeavor otherwise you're not gonna see it through
1: Mm, that was so good because you're absolutely right You know. If, if you're not following purpose, it can just mess up everything and completely take you out, take you out of alignment. I'm all about helping, you know, women to pivot from perfection to purpose because purpose is, is what's going to guide us, what's just going to keep us in alignment, which is something that I also want to, you know, talk to you about, um, talk to you about as well, because in your TED talk, you talked about how you had all these buckets. Right. Yep. And you talked about how having all these buckets, you saw that yourself was stressed out and being spread thin. And mm-hmm. then you had the bright idea to merge the buckets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Tell us, How did that, you know, what, what caused you to really notice that you had all of these separate buckets? And then once you did the merging, like, how did it affect you personally
0: and professionally? So previously, you know, when I was starting up the businesses, um, I just, I did, I had these really separate buckets, right? I had this bucket of of people that I would converse with for business. I had this bucket of people that were like my personal friends and like longtime friends. Um, and then I had like a community bucket and these were just, you know, people and endeavors that I would interact with when I was doing volunteer work or it, they were also bifurcated. Everything was so separate and siloed. And I felt like I was like running and jumping around constantly Um, and then one day I just I had this realization I was like why do I feel like this and why do I feel like I have to do this right why do I have to feel like this Mm -hmm. and and I realized there's no reason to keep these firewalls up like I should be introducing my long-term friends to my business partners I should be introducing my community leader friends to the people that I, you know, do other work with, like, why don't I have more cohesion? Why is there not more cohesion? These are all good people. You can learn something from everybody. Like everyone needs to meet each other. And even if I'm the only nexus, if I'm like the connector, like that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And, and it was just, it was such a beautiful thing because now the people in my life, have relationships with each other you know what I'm saying they've become friends they've become business colleagues they've become you know social friends whatever and it's because they met through me right like they got a chance to connect because I wasn't so worried about keeping everything siloed and already kind of making that judgment oh well they probably won't get along with each other or they don't have anything in common or who am I to decide that right so Mm -hmm. If you are the nexus and you have like kind of all these different groups and buckets in your life, like it's okay for them to meet. It's okay for you maybe to be the one sole common bond that they have because there is a strong chance that they will align with each other. And then you get this really great opportunity to bring more cohesion into your life and everything kind of aligns up.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. And you know, also too that cohesion, I love that word cohesion. It also gives you the opportunity to strengthen your network. You know, oh, totally. in my, yeah, in my master life class strategize your vision, you know, I, I teach you how to build a support system, a support system that, that's going to support you on your self awareness journey, you know, because operating from a place of purpose is not easy. Because like you said earlier, we need to know our why right that's super important but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that the journey is going to be easy but mm-hmm. if you have a, a support team in place you know it helps you to get over those those robots and by creating that cohesion that you talked about that's just you elevating you know your network and making sure that your network is sufficient to support you because i truly mm-hmm. believe that you know, there's a scarcity mindset when it comes to um, relationships, you know, Um, and we shouldn't have a a scarcity mindset when it comes to relationships, because we need people, we need the Mm -hmm. interaction, we need that connection, you know, and Mm -hmm. so creating that cohesion, man, I just know that life just got a whole lot easier, because like you said, like, said that we needed to keep everything separate like who made
0: that rule Mm -hmm. no it's true it's so true and like I love that you brought up scarcity mindset because Mm -hmm. I there's anything that I've learned and I have incredible people in my life incredible mentors that I learn from right Mm -hmm. Um, people who I look up to who are very successful in business and legacy wealth building Mm -hmm. every single one of them regardless of you know how different their lives are and their backgrounds and where they come from and all The one thing they all have in common, every single one, they all have an abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. There is more than enough for everybody. You know what I mean? Like abundance mindset is the key. And so for me, like I love making introductions for people, right? Like if there's a vendor or someone that, you know, I've been able to work with really well and it's worked out and someone says, Hey, I like, I need someone for this. I'm happy to make that intro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to say, oh no, like that, I need to keep it private. Like, that's who I use. I don't want them. Use. Like, mm-hmm. why? Why be like that? And it's all about that abundance mindset. It's key, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with you. And when you surround yourself around people who have an abundance mm-hmm. mindset, guess what? You tend to have a yes. Abundance yes. mindset as well. Yes. <laughs> of <laughs> course.
0: Same, Absolutely. You know,
1: that saying, birds of a, fle- of a feather flock together. Yeah. It is so, it is so true. Now Mm -hmm. in your, your business, you know, your messaging changed, right. Based off of all the community service that you did, it went, it changed from, you know, to community, to the importance of volunteering, you Mm know, the crown. So did your, did your passion for community work derive from purpose or did you infuse purpose into your community work?
0: So I got exposed to volunteering and community work when I was really young. Um, my parents, we would just volunteer through our church, actually. So it was like, you know, um, Salvation Army or, you know, these different things. Um, and so I got exposed young to the idea of give back when you can. You know, if you have more than someone else, like it's your responsibility to, um you know, help, help set an example, and help lead the way, and, and help, help someone, you know, with, with a, with a hand up, right, mm-hmm. um, and, and so I grew up around that, and then, um, you know, did some volunteer work in, in college and grad school, kind of here and there, but my, my volunteering and community involvement really stepped up actually during my time with the pageant
1: lisa as a small business owner how do we how do we give back you know why is community important why should we pay attention to that right now because we're living in the middle of a pandemic right and social Mm -hmm. distancing is is a thing so why is volunteering and, and giving back so important right now
0: There's so many ways as a small business, you can give back and it doesn't have to be in the form of like those like big giant checks you see like on TV or something, right? Like as a small business, I get it. Like money is tight, especially right now, you know, we're going through a lot of different ups and downs and a lot of businesses are facing challenges. Um, You know, you can still support your community um, and it doesn't have to be through uh, writing a big check, right? Um, for example, we just did this actually with our shipping stores, um, uh, Nellis Air Force Base, which is um, an Air Force base that's here locally, uh, they were doing a backpack drive for back to school um, to take in donations of school supplies for, um, for their kids. And um, so we set up both stores as drop-off locations. Um, To collect school supplies that were donated by the community and just something as simple as as being able to have your location serve as a drop off place for, you know, we've done clothing drives, we've done back to school drives. Um, Anything like that really helps an organization because oftentimes, you know, maybe they only have one location. So they need multiple locations that are around the city for people to be able to drop stuff off at too. Um, So that's just, you know, one simple way that you can give back as a small business. Um, you know, and volunteering your time uh, through social media, even, you know, if if you have a a social media presence, if your business has a social media presence, um, you can let a a local charity know, hey, we'd we'd be happy to share that flyer, we'd be happy to share, you know, the um, locations that you have available for food pickup, food bank pickup, or something like that. And just something as simple as posting on your social media, reposting a flyer, that a nonprofit has up there. That's helpful. That's very, very helpful to them. And it costs you nothing, um, yet you're still able to show that you support this community that you live and work in.
1: Man, I love that. That's, those are some really good, those are some really good examples. You know, I I recently did a talk on how to rebuild confidence during the pandemic, you know, rebuild Mm -hmm. confidence that this pandemic has literally sucked up out of us, right? And I talked about how you can build confidence by focusing on service, right? To be Mm -hmm. more generous, because when you, you know, practice generosity, it just makes you feel good, Mm -hmm. you know, providing a service or being of service to other people just makes you feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. And when you do good, you do more Mm -hmm. and you doing more helps you to build that confidence, you know, that Mm -hmm. you need to continue on in your business. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that you, that you bring that up because doing something as simple as sharing a flyer for, you know, a, a charity on your social media, you know, it, it helps you to be involved. And it also, you know, gives God something to bless, blessing your efforts. Because like you said, it's not all about writing a check, you know, volunteering your your time and using your resources to help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. Like all that's going to do is come back on you tenfold. And I'm not saying that, you know, to encourage you just to do things with the intention of wanting to get. Sure. Better, yeah. Better, of but it's just a great way to, um, you know, to build confidence in your business, to stay active in your business. And people remember that people remember mm-hmm. how you make them feel, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we we purchase things based off of emotions. So mm-hmm. if you're that business that you know helped charity out in a time of need, people are going to remember that. Absolutely, people are definitely going to remember that. So how are you, you know, maintaining your alignment in the current economy? You know, uh, and how can we do the same? Like, how can we maintain the alignment
0: with our purpose? This is a purpose, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is, it's something that's constantly recalibrated, right? Because you're going to have days where it's real easy to be in alignment, right? And then other days where it's really hard. So mm-hmm. don't get discouraged on those hard days because I think it's human nature. I mean, everybody is going to have those days where you're just like, I don't feel good today, right? Or like, or there's something that's still like stuck with you or stuck inside you. Um, but what we do need to do, do and remember to do is to push through, right? You have to still get out of bed. You still like put on, like when I feel like days like that, I like to like get ready. Like I like to like put on a full face of makeup and like, you know what I'm saying? And like get dressed, right? And like feel good. Like that makes me feel good. So I want to do what I need to do to feel good. And, you know, make a little cappuccino or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, like feel good. So that way, like, you have now set the tone for the rest of the day.
1: Uh-huh. You know, I have a accountability group that I meet with uh, every week um just to keep me accountable and in my business. And so um, <laughs> one of the ladies in the group, she said, you know, she really needed to get some stuff done for the day. So she got up and she got fully dressed, yep. right? Because, you know, we've been in this pandemic and so we've been in pajamas, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm all business up here, you guys, but on the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and right. we've gotten used to that. So it's funny that you bring mm-hmm. that up because she did that. So to make herself, you know, get into that productivity mode, mm-hmm. calibrate, you know, her her mind mm-hmm. her mindset, you know, she just got fully dressed as if she was going to work even though she was literally going to the desk you know at the dinner dining room table or whatever sure sure and so when I told her I was just like oh I'm gonna have to use that
0: yeah <laughs> and it's so, true and it's so real it.
1: Yeah, yeah it gave me that that boost of energy to get things done for for that mm-hmm. for that day but you are absolutely right it's a daily recal- recalibration
0: Mm -hmm. it's a daily Mm -hmm.
1: celebration you know people um, I get all the time you know you're just so passionate when you speak to people like you are so passionate about what you do and it's it's just like how and it's like because I work on myself every single day it's Mm -hmm. not a day that goes by that I'm not doing something self-care wise that's going to pour back into me because as a self-awareness coach I'm literally pouring into people constantly Yes, right? mm-hmm. and we all know that it's never good
0: to pour from an empty cup. So on a, you can't, day- you, you can't draw water from an empty well. That's a, that's a real thing, right? Like it's a real thing. It's a yeah. real
1: thing. And so mm-hmm. I, I work on me every day. I, you know, I believe that self care is a daily thing. So when you say, you know, recalibrate, you know, to stay in alignment on a daily basis, that's what I was like yes Mm -hmm. people need to do that it's not all about getting massages every two weeks and i'm not saying there's nothing anything wrong with massages every two weeks but we have to work on each ourselves every single every single day every single day i love Mm -hmm. that lisa you are amazing have you heard that you are amazing yet today
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much i really appreciate you this was an amazing conversation, but
1: before I let you go, I want to know, give us one hardcover book or Audible book, because I'm addicted to to Audible, that you have read or listened to that has impacted you in a positive way.
0: Yeah. So uh, Tim Ferriss, he's got a great podcast. He has a book called Tools of Titans. Hmm. Tools of Titans. And um, there's a follow-up to it called Tribe of Mentors. So either one, they're excellent. I would recommend getting both. Um, And what the book, it's huge. Don't be overwhelmed because it looks like a dictionary. It's a big, thick, fat, hardcover. You're like, what is this? But what I love about it is that, you know, Tim Ferriss has had podcasts for maybe a decade. He's had this really amazing podcast and he has interviewed every successful person that you've heard of and every successful person you have not heard of. And it's literally people at the top of their, game, right? Like the, the peak triathlete, someone, someone, like I've never heard his name. He's not a household name. Right. But my goodness, there's things to learn from him. Right. And so basically what these two books are, Tim Ferriss has taken kind of like the best of the best of his podcasts and like boiled them down to like two pages a piece. And in those two or three pages, So so it's an easy thing, right? You can literally read two or three pages at a time and and it's done. Um, In those two or three pages of each person that he's interviewed, Mm -hmm. he pulls out those really tangible tips like, what time do you get up in the morning? What do you eat? What's your morning routine? How do you stay motivated? What do you do for X? What type of supplements do you take? Like just Mm -hmm. kind of tangible questions that sometimes we don't even think of, but It works for this successful person, right? I want to know what other successful people do in their daily lives, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what that book is. It's Awesome.
1: Mm, I'm going to have to check that. I'm going to have to check that out. So that's not like a book that I would probably want to actually get the hard copy.
0: I like the hard copy because then you can highlight, make notes. Mm -hmm. I like the hard copy, but yeah, yeah, it's it's easily uh, readily available on Amazon. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to check that out.
1: And you guys, I'm going to um, put her her book recommendations in the show notes. So just click on the link that says, you know, Audible Recommendations. Her cover book will be there as well. You know, I love the fact that you said that he has interviewed people, um, successful people that you've heard of and successful people that you haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. You guys, don't skip over that. Just mm-hmm. because nobody knows you on a grand scale doesn't mean that you're not successful. Mm-hmm. There are many successful people out there that we don't know of. So please, whatever you do, do not, you know, like measure your success based on how many followers you have on social media. No,
0: it doesn't mean anything. No. It it literally literally doesn't mean anything. It literally means
1: nothing. Because Lisa just said she was able to read this book and learn from successful people that she had never even heard of.
0: Mm -hmm, don't mm -hmm. skip over
1: that so last question when describing the meaning of living your truth complete this phrase okay i want you to give me your third word when you hit these two words put together self-awareness purpose and gratitude Ooh, nobody (laughs) has said gratitude I love that gratitude, gratitude, Mm -hmm. because when you know who you are, you're operating your purpose, you have no other choice, or it becomes easier to just be grateful for what you have. I like,
0: like, I think that goes hand in hand, especially with self-awareness. Like how, how Mm -hmm. can you not be grateful if you don't have a level of awareness of like knowing who you are, where you are, what you're trying to do, who's around you? Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm absolutely and it's just really sad
1: that people lose sight of that all the time mm -hmm.
0: no lead with gratitude lead with gratitude if it's possible because I think in the absence of that that's when like ego comes into play (sighs) right like like you that's when so many other things can follow that while we do need a little bit of that like something you do need a little bit of ego sometimes you need that confidence boost you need whatever you know but you can't have it lead that, that can't be the primary, you know, leader and focus because you're not going to get very far, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. And also when you lead with gratitude, you're less likely to compare yourself to other people because you're just grateful mm-hmm. for what you have already. Mm-hmm. So you can focus mm-hmm. on the why that Lisa mentioned earlier and, you know, and continue to operate from a place of purpose and not from a place of perception, worrying about what everybody else thinks.
0: Because there's always, always, right? There's always going to be someone doing better than you. Always. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. You, you could be a multimillionaire, you could be a billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. There will always be someone that you could point to and be like, oh, but they have more this than me, or they have a bigger house than me, or they have it. Mm-hmm. Always. always. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you want to live your life like that, like that's your choice, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah.
1: You're it's right. It's not, a choice.
0: It's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully after listening to this podcast, we have, you know, shift, shift, shifted some mindsets for some people today. So yes,
0: <laughs> You're Amazing. Thank you, Lisa. You're Thank amazing. you. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. Family, my hope is that you walk away from this conversation, feeling more equipped to handle what seems like mountains in front of you. I think most of our issues are exacerbated when we lose sight of who we are and the purpose tied to our life. I said it before and I say it again, every action you take, every decision you make, every goal you set should start from purpose, should derive from purpose. Purpose provides the clarity and strategy you need to live the life that you desire and deserve. And before you say it, but yet before you even think it, you know your purpose. You just have to identify it, then embrace it. And as your self-awareness coach, it's my honor to help you do just that and Create an action plan to pursue it while reconnecting to your dreams, your priorities, and your values. So to connect with me, visit LakeishaWooder.com forward slash coaching for more information because I want to partner with you to help you pivot from perfection to purpose. And you know what? Speaking of me helping you... I think it's about time you learn more about my journey to get into this point of being your self-awareness coach. And plus, I've gotten so many, you know, requests of you guys asking about knowing more about my journey. Well, next week for my birthday, yes, my birthday, because Libras are in the house. Libras in the house. Jill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing a birthday episode with my three best friends and I'm going to let them tell you about my journey to purpose. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I ain't even going to say nothing. Just come back next week. <laughs> Just come back next week and listen to. The episode, that's that's all I got to say because I'm sitting here just listening or, or remembering what was said during that conversation and just, just come back, just come back next week. <laughs> so family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast every single week. Again, if you need support on your self-awareness journey, head on over to LakeishaWooder.com forward slash coaching for more information or click the link that's in the show notes. Also know that down there in the social show notes, all Audible recommendations are linked and you can try Audible for free. Please remember to leave a five-star rating, subscribe, you know, on your favorite podcast platform, and also don't forget to click the community button in the show notes so we can stay connected. Family, as you know, I said a really, 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 really really, 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 really lofty goal to touch women hearts within the next two years. And I can only do it with your help. So please remember to download each episode, share this conversation with at least four people you know, and repost on your favorite social media platforms. All right, family, I appreciate you. Have I told you I appreciate you today? I appreciate you. And my heart is filled with so much gratitude. So until next time, always remember that you are enough and your truth is beautiful.